You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. Welcome to the Decoding Success Podcast. It is your host, Matt Labrie, bringing to you episode 58 of the show. And today, we are joined by celebrity nutrition expert and fitness hall of famer, JJ Virgin. JJ is a prominent TV and media personality whose previous features include co-host of TLC's Freaky Eaters, two years as the on-camera nutritionist for weight loss challenges on Dr. Phil, and appearances on PBS, Dr. Oz, Rachel Ray, Access Hollywood and The Today Show. She also speaks regularly and has shared the stage with notables including T.D. Jakes, my guy Tony Robbins, and the high-performance master Brendan Burchard. JJ is the author of four New York Times best-selling books, The Virgin Diet, The Virgin Diet Cookbook, JJ Virgin's Sugar Impact Diet, and JJ Virgin's Sugar Impact Diet Cookbook. Her latest book, Warrior Mom, Seven Secrets to Bold, Brave Resilience shows mothers everywhere how to be strong, positive leaders for their families while exploring the inspirational lessons JJ learned as she fought for her own son's life. JJ hosts the popular JJ Virgin Lifestyle Show podcast with over 4.5 million downloads and counting, and today she is joining us here on Decoding Success to have her success decoded. But before diving into that, I want to fill all of you in on a really great way to conquer your day through some of the most effective tools out there. I wouldn't be sharing this if I didn't think you were a high performer, a high achiever, a go-getter, a goal crusher, and you get the gist of what I'm saying. Our show, Decoding Success, has teamed up with our friends over at Best Self Co. to offer all of our listeners an exclusive deal on their product line of game-changing productivity tools to help you achieve your goals. There are six months left in 2019, and utilizing tools just like best selves is a great way to ensure you hit your targets. To take advantage of this offer, head over to bestself.co and use decoding success at checkout. You can also find that link in the show notes. And now, without further ado, we welcome JJ Virgin to the show. JJ, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I'm super grateful that you are here and I definitely want to express that. I know how much value you're about to add to the show. So thank you. Oh, well, pleased to be here. Thank you. Of course, of course. First question, straight off the bat, how do you personally define success? Um, Being a hero to my kids. I love that. Single most important thing. It's like, you know, if if my kids uh, love me and are good humans making a difference in the world, then I've succeeded. I love that. And reason being I love that is because my mom is probably one of my biggest inspirations. Single mom, you know, keeps a household, you know, amazing stuff. Now, I'm curious, how do you find yourself staying on track to, you know, be that lovable mom for your children and being able to provide and all that stuff? Well, sometimes you can't be lovable. (laughs) I remember my mom said to me early on, she's like, you know, I'm not always going to be your friend. I'm like, oh, okay. That was a good one to hear early on is I may not always be lovable. um, But the thing my kids know more than anything else is that, that I will do whatever it takes to help them have, you know, a great, productive, successful life and be good humans. Like I've pretty much proven that they know it. Um, And 
you know, I think we're all responsible for getting inspired daily. And fortunately, when I was 30, I had an amazing mentor that taught me to manage my environment and manage the news and manage what was coming in, which we all have the ability to do. You know, it's like we make the decisions every day, what we're reading, what we're listening to, what we're watching. So I am super careful about who I spend time with and what I read and what I watch and what I listen. So I stay inspired and don't go down some of those negative black holes that are out there. So how do you find yourself managing that environment around you? You know, um, everyone from millennials to, to whoever, right? You know, we're, we're on social media. Uh, we turn on the TV and when we're seeing junk half the time, you know, how do you manage what you're, what you consume? You know, that's the big thing is we can totally manage. I mean, no one's forcing you to watch TV, look at social media or listen to a podcast. Completely our decision, right? I mean, that, it was very interesting early on because um, when I had this mentor teaching me all this, there was, of course, no um, information about like, you know, there wasn't anything. It wasn't like um, there was social media or any of this other stuff. It literally was newspapers, magazines, radio. And I remember my mom at the time, I was like, mom, I don't read the newspaper. Oh my gosh, but what if something happens? I go, I'm sure someone will tell me if there's something really important that goes on out there. But, you know, I mean... I think that the biggest time suck worst thing going on right now is, is what's happened with social media. And I know that I'm not alone thinking this whole thing. And I, but I think podcasts are the greatest thing ever. Like I love podcasts. They're fantastic, right? Cause you can totally control what you're going to listen to. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I mean, I see benefits in social media, but I mean, personally, sometimes some days I'm just on it way too much and it's a, a complete distraction. And, you know, that's why I, I love that, you know, managing that environment remark that you made. It's great. And from here, I, I want to transition into your lifestyle. You know, I, I'm a huge fan. I absolutely love what you've created and, you know, the everything about you in, in regards to the empowerment and the, and the motivation and um, the just inspiring people to live a better life in regards to and health, right? So what triggered you to explore that way of life? I know from such a young age in your 20s, you talked about, you know, having a consistent diet, working out day in and day out. So what was it that triggered you to, you know, take that up? You know, it's, it's, it's like, I can't think of a trigger. It just is. Um, Meaning like I started out in sports when I was a little girl. I grew up in Berkeley. Berkeley was like the original farm to table organic area. I started and when I was 12, I got very into dance and gymnastics. And so I started studying everything I could find. I went to the library back then and got nutrition texts and started reading and studying and going to health food stores. And um, it's just something I've always been obsessed with, like always been obsessed. I've also always been super um, focused and accomplished. I mean, so much so that I remember my mom, we were on vacation and I brought a record player, totally dating myself, my tap shoes, <laughs> um, like the typewriter, a whole list of what I was going to accomplish this week that I was on vacation. I remember my mom sitting down on the bed where I had like, I'd laid out this entire room in this condo up at Lake Tahoe and I had all this stuff ready for what I was going to do. And I might have even brought the sewing machine. I mean, it was just that much. And my mom like sitting there starting to cry. <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh, like, can't you just relax? I go, this is relaxing. Like, this is totally awesome and fun. And I just like, to me, a great day is a productive day. Like when you've accomplished some stuff, like that is the greatest day ever. Like when people say, Oh, just chill and take a free day. That to me is torture. 
Yeah. No, totally. I'm, I'm, you know, all about getting shit done on a, on a day-to-day basis. So I love it. Now, how did you develop the mindset at such a young age, right? You you talk about being obsessed with that lifestyle, going to the library and getting nutrition texts and learning about it and diving into it. How did you develop the mindset as to where it wasn't just a fad in your life, right? It, It was something that continuously built up over time and now look what it's at, you know? So what trick, uh, not triggered it, but you know, how did you develop that? Well, that mindset, like I think, I think being driven to succeed and wanting to be the best, I think that's just kind of something internal that's always been there. But then I had a really good mentor when I was 30 who really helped me with much more of a mindset to how to really set up your environment to be successful, to how to manage yourself when things get tough. Because when you really look at the most successful people, the big differentiator is how they handle it when things are rough. You know, I mean, if you look at the most successful people, they have literally, they're the people who've gone through the most stuff by far. Like, you know, it's not like they got hit with the lucky stick and everything was easy for them. They're usually the person who was like sleeping on the couch at someone's house and bankrupt and health crisis and all this type of stuff. Right. And then it's, and they, they just kept showing up and grinding through it and stepping up. And that's what she really taught me to do was how to get through the biggest challenges and how to just keep going, how to keep pushing that comfort zone out and out and out and how to just face your fears and push through them. I love it. There's actually a formula that I teach that I was learned or that I was taught actually not learned um, by an individual named John Gordon. And the formula is E plus P equals O and that stands for events plus perspective equals the outcome. So I love that. Now, where do you see mindset and health intertwining if you do at all? Well, you know, I wouldn't have, I've, Really, at first, I wouldn't have realized the import of it, but a couple things happened. Number one, um, I remember early on when I was a personal trainer and I would help people get leaner and fitter. And some people like just stepped into this new life and it became who they were. And some people would absolutely sabotage themselves and go straight back to where they were before. And so you know, you look at that and go, huh, what's going on, right? Like, why did that happen? Why did that person succeed? Why did that person slide back? And you start to realize that you're never going to outrun your self-image. Whatever you believe you can do, whatever you believe you are, that's where you'll be. And then I queried my community a couple years ago and I said, hey, if you're not where you want to be with your health and your weight, why not? What's going on? And it was an open-ended question. And we had all these people respond. And the basic comment, the universal comment, which shocked me was, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy. And it's that same thing. Like you, if you don't believe you can do something, guess what? I remember I was on Dr. Phil for two years. He goes, the number one driver of whether someone's going to be successful on a weight loss program is if they believe they can be successful on a weight loss program, (laughs) like hands down. So when you look at life in terms of being successful, there's strategies all over the place. There's no shortage of strategies for, you know, how to start a business, how to be successful in business, how to lose weight, how to get healthier, how to get fit. There's like, there's tons of strategies and, and, and most of them work if you work them, but it has to start first with you making that decision and that commitment and saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I remember when I wanted to do a New York Times bestselling book. I decided I am going to do a New York Times bestselling book. And the first book that I published that was going to be a New York Times bestselling book, I wanted to have it be a New York, but I didn't know how to do it. And it just was a wish and a dream. The second book, and no one knows that book's name because that book 
sold a couple thousand copies. And the second book, I went, all right, I'm going to make this book successful. At the time, one of the biggest markers of success was to be on the New York Times. It was on for 26 weeks. I did not play around. I went and hired a coach who knew exactly how to create a New York Times bestselling book and how to get a book to sell over and over and over again and how to create a movement. I hired Brendan Burchard. (laughs) I didn't mess around. I went straight to him. He showed me exactly what to do. I did exactly what he told me to do because that's the smart thing to do when you hire a coach is actually listen to them. And guess what? You know, like that book that's like million copies, you know, massive book out there because I learned how to do it correctly and I did it. You talk about the tons of strategies that are out there for people to apply to their life to get themselves in a better overall state. What's your advice for people trying to find what works for them, you know, as opposed to, I'll give you an example, if if I try, you know, something and it doesn't work and next thing you know, I'm giving up, like, what's your advice there? So I think the first thing that we need to do is get rid of the word try. Because the minute, you know, I've worked in weight loss forever. And the minute someone tells me they're going to try my program, I'm like, don't bother. Don't bother because you're going to fail. So I think the first thing that, you know, it's Yoda, my favorite philosopher, do not try, I do. You know, just forget the try (laughs) word. Just decide because if someone said, hey, you know what? This is a life or death situation. I've got your best friend, mother, kid right here. And you either be successful with this or your kid's dead. Guess what you'll be? You will be successful. 100%. 100%. So make success non-optional. If you want to take the island, you burn the boats. You just decide, okay, I need to lose 20 pounds because my health is threatened because of this. I mean, carrying extra weight is not a vanity thing to lose weight. It's a health thing. So let's say you you realize you need to lose 20 pounds. It's a health issue. It's not optional. You're not going to try. You're going to figure out how to lose those 20 pounds. If the first thing that you do doesn't work, then you go and go, all right, why isn't it working? Did I not follow the plan? Do I have some area of weight loss resistance? Do I have a thyroid problem? You know, you figure it out, but you don't try. Yeah. And I love that you just dropped that Tony Robbins quote, you know, to to take the island, you need to burn the boats. That is one of my favorite quotes. And I'm so excited you dropped that. Now, for, for people like myself, a lot of individuals that listen to the show are go-getters, right? They're, they're on the go. They're on the road. They're hopping from meeting to meeting. What is your advice in regards to maintaining that healthy lifestyle and remain disciplined while, you know, listen, getting, getting after what you have to get after? So the more you have to get after, the lower your margin for error. You know, here's the thing. Like when my son was in the hospital in a coma and I'm launching a New York Times bestselling book bedside with him in a coma, I don't have margin for error. I got my sleep. I exercised. I ate correctly, right? I mean, there was, I couldn't get sick. The higher you want to play the game, the more successful you want to be, the better you better take care of yourself. Because you know what? If you're 30 pounds overweight, you're inflamed, you're tired, you're fatigued, you can't think straight, you're not going to kick it in business. You're not. Bottom line. You know, if you look at people who are super successful, like let's take Tony Robbins because you brought him up or Brendan. Brendan's a great example. Brendan does all sorts of stuff to get himself into the state to be able to teach for the hours that he teaches on stage. It's not by accident. He has weight equipment up in his room so he can work out. He's got all sorts of healthy food. He's taking supplements, right? He's getting his sleep. He's not out partying till three in the morning and then getting up hungover and going on stage after having a donut. 
right? So, you know, if you want to work at the highest level, then you have to treat yourself like a freaking racehorse. You know, it's so interesting when you look at that, because I have never met someone who owns a racehorse. And these racehorses are what, like million dollar racehorses. And I've never met a racehorse owner says, you know what, I'm gonna let that racehorse go out and party, have some donuts, smoke cigarette, then we'll throw it out on the race. That never happens. So, you know, you look at a racehorse and they've got the best diet. They're like trained correctly. They're taking supplements. They've got great doctors. They're getting massage. They're getting, you know, chiropractic. They're um, sleeping well. Do the same. Treat yourself like a million dollar racehorse. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And, you know, on the topic of business and the topic of being, you know, or, or going after being your best self or, you know, just striving for greatness, right? You're, you're going to hit parts of that journey where, where you're going to feel stress. That's just the part of life. Personally, I feel it less when I take care of myself. Or my question is, what are the negative effects of stress on our health and how can we better, better manage that? And the reason I ask is because when I get aware of this or, or when individuals get aware of this, you know, we, we tend to take better care of ourselves. So <laughs> I, I would love to know. So there is no way to be stressed and healthy. And when my son was hit and nearly died and I was in the hospital the first night, I was like, all right, I got to throw everything at myself to be able to handle this level of stress. Now, the cool thing is that you can train yourself to handle higher and higher levels of stress. But when you are stressed out, there's, what it is going to do is number one, it's going to make your gut more permeable. So now you're going to be more intolerant to different foods. So that's going to create inflammation. Number two, it's going to lower serotonin. So now you're not going to sleep as well, which when you don't sleep as well, you become more insulin resistant. You're now more fatigued. You're craving more sugar, right? It's also breaking down muscle. Um, it's also lowering your immune system. It's also blocking the conversion from your active to your inactive to active thyroid hormone. It's also lowering testosterone levels. It's also lowering your sex drive. It's also causing you to store belly fat. There's nothing positive. Now, if it's short-term acute stress, but that's not what we're going, that's not like our body wasn't really built to deal with long-term chronic stress. If you think about it, you know, we were built to be able to run away from the tiger and or not, right? Yeah. If we had a long-term stress, it creates a long-term debilitating effect on our body. So, one of the best things you can do is build up your stress tolerance. And there's a variety of ways to do it. The first thing is to teach your body how to handle stress better. And that is by doing high intensity interval training where you, you hit it hard and recover and hit it hard and recover. And you actually train your sympathetic nervous system, how to handle stress better. So that's super important. Um, and then number two is to put mindful practices in for you. So one of the fastest ways to lower cortisol if your stress hormones are coming up is to do tapping. Shout out to my buddy Nick Ortner of the Tapping Solution. Tapping can lower cortisol by 27%. Another thing is to put in a meditation practice like Ziva Meditation, my girlfriend Emily Fletcher. So it's really finding a mindful practice. Could be as simple as just some gratitude in the morning, you know, a couple minutes of writing in a journal what you're grateful for. But it's getting something in every day that helps you because if you want to be hugely successful, you've got to be able to handle huge stress. One of the biggest jokes in the world of success is that as you get bigger, it gets easier. It does not get easier. There are just more zeros. It gets much more stressful. You just are able to tolerate much higher levels of stress. 
Now, my question to you in regards to that is, do you feel there's a difference between mental stress and physical stress? Because one thing you just talked about is doing, you know, high intensity interval training, right? Which is what I would consider physical stress, but you, you use that as the example to be able to handle stress better. So is, is there really a difference? If you look at Hans Selye's um, general adaptation syndrome and how he talks about stress, your body doesn't know the difference between mental, physical, good, or bad. Yeah. No, that's great stuff. That's Listen, I'm learning. I'm learning. So, I lo- this is why I love having a podcast. <laughs> I know. Isn't it awesome? I love, I love podcasts because every single time you meet cool new people and you can bring on people you want to learn more about. But the cool thing with that is that you can teach your body to handle stress better. And then, you know, of course, supplements are key important things here too. Vitamin C is the number one vitamin used by the adrenal glands. So if you're under stress, you need more vitamin C. We're under stress. We need more vitamin C. So there's another basic one. I love it. That's all great stuff. Now, JJ, I always finish off these interviews with two questions. The first one being, what was a piece of advice you didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time? Hmm. Piece of advice I didn't want to hear that proved to be true over time. Sounds like the piece of advice I didn't listen to. (laughs) Um, You know, a piece of advice that I didn't listen to when I should have at first, but is so darn true and you hear it all the time and you probably heard it. I know you've heard it because we've all heard it is hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's so freaking true. It's so true. No, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. In fact, I will tell you that every single time I've known that I should fire someone, I should have fired them already. And then I wait and then I wait and I should have done it already. And it wasn't fair to them either because it's better off for them to be able to go out and do that. Certainly. I feel like sometimes, you know, just being a human being, you have empathy, you know, and I feel like that definitely gets in the way of things in in regards to that. But that is actually really good advice that a lot of people do need to hear over and over and over again. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, if someone came up to you on the street and you had one minute, like you're hopping in a car, you're going to the airport, you got to fly out, and they were seeking a piece of advice from you to achieve their definition of success, what would that advice be? Hire a coach. Coach, mentor, any of that stuff, Hire a coach, hire a mentor, and keep hiring coaches, keep hiring mentors, and keep staying in a group of people who will support you and call you on your stuff and, you know, not let you play small. I love that. Single biggest things, the biggest change in my life was when I had my first mentor. And then literally it was like, 15 years till I got another one. I don't know why, like I couldn't pay attention to the fact the first one made a big difference. But after that, when I got the next mentor, everything shifted. And then ever since then, it's like mentor after mentor, after mentor, after mentor, mentors and groups have made the biggest change in my life. But you got to listen to them too. pay them. Don't go try to pick someone's brain, taking them for out for lunch for free. That's ridiculous. We commit with our time and our money. Go find the person that you aspire to be who's already been there, done that, hire them, pay them money and do exactly what they say. Spot on, spot on. I, I really believe that mentorship in general is the number one reason anyone succeeds. So I couldn't agree more with you. Now, JJ, I really appreciate you hopping on the show. Where can people keep up with you on social? I know you have a podcast, you have plenty of New York Times bestselling books. Where can people find all of that? Uh, JJVirgin.com. How easy is that? Nice and simple. I love it. <laughs> one yep. direct place. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for hopping on the show, JJ. I truly appreciate it. 
Thank you. And there you have it from JJ herself, a ton of value here on this episode from life to health to business and back again. What I'm gonna ask you to do is to make sure you connect with JJ, find her on social, check out her website. Her books are New York Times bestsellers. Her podcast has been downloaded well over 4 million times and I'm sure the number's even higher than that by now. Keep up with her insights, her experiences, her tips, her tricks and overall value now, as you know, I typically depict three things from every interview to touch on after the show, but so much was talked about here. In fact, I learned a whole ton, which is exactly why I love having a podcast. It's literally like a mass mentoring session. We all get to learn, which makes podcasting so amazing. So one thing I want to talk about that really, really stood out to me was something that was mentioned early on in the conversation. JJ talks about how we are all responsible for for getting inspired daily. And she also talks about how we have the choice to control what we consume. And I promise that wasn't foreshadowing talking about donuts, which happened at the end of the conversation, but it stands true for that as well. Listen, especially if you're an entrepreneur or someone that creates their own schedule, a real estate agent, whomever, right? You get the point. Doing something for yourself first thing in the morning has been absolutely life-changing for me. Whether that's riding my bike or even taking a meaningful pause and watching a segment of ESPN or whatever's on ESPN, whatever it is to get you up and Adam in the morning is beyond important. Now, JJ mentioned mentors a whole lot, which clearly exemplifies the importance of having one. So what I'm going to do is this. If you don't have a mentor or if you'd like another mentor and you have the belief that I can be of value to you, I want you to hit me up. Hit up my email, matt at mattlabrice.com or hit me up on social if you're more comfortable with that. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S or Facebook, LinkedIn, Matt Labrie. You get the point. I want to mentor you. It's important to have one. It's been life-changing for me and I want to be of value to you beyond this show. And lastly, it was so hard to only focus on three points here, but lastly, the power of belief. I literally put out a whole episode on this, but I use the word faith, right? You have to believe that you can. That faith in yourself is so, so important. If you want to check out that episode, you can find the link in the show notes that will direct you right to that specific episode. Now, if this episode hit home, if these episode topics from stress management to mentors to the power of belief, health, and all of that hit home, I'm going to ask you to pass this on to someone who can use it. Sharing education, sharing mentorship, sharing advice is absolutely priceless. And I promise you, whomever you share it with is most definitely going to be grateful. And if you haven't yet, if you can drop a rating and review on your way out of today's episode, that would mean the world to me, as you know that helps us keep our street cred high. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.